calling, you know, when you, we used to call the radio station to win a contest or something, and it was always busy, you know, it's like busy, you know, you hang up, you call again, it's busy. That's how our minds are so much of the time. Mm -hmm. If we don't allow, if we don't specifically say, okay, it's downtime, you know, turn off the TV. Right. Actually, when I'm teaching animal communication, one of the things I say is, when you're just sitting on the couch doing nothing and you have a bright idea, it's like, hey, I'm going to take the dog for a walk. It's probably the dog's idea. It's just that you're finally mm-hmm. let your mind rest a little bit, mm-hmm. that it's probably not even your idea. Right. So, yeah, get quiet. It's absolutely something I teach. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you are watching or listening. This is The Holistic Monitor, and I'm your host, Nick Sconia. The Holistic Monitor is a wellness podcast featuring life energy research, health and wellness transformation, self-improvement and empowerment, philosophy, spirituality, and now guest interviews as well. We look forward to your comments on our YouTube channel, at Holistic Monitor, And you can also listen on the go with us at Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and more. And with that, let's get today's show started. And welcome to the Holistic Monitor Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Sconia. Our guest today is Karen Cleveland, a mindset and connection coach who helps her clients find contentment and happiness by tapping into the power of spiritual connection. Karen also hosts the Connectedness Podcast, where she explores the ways in which coincidences, synchronicities, and everyday moments are all connected. Through her work, Karen helps people cultivate a deeper sense of purpose and meaning in their life. We're excited to have her on the show today to share her insights and expertise with us. So please welcome Karen Cleveland. Karen Cleveland, uh, you are a mindset and connection coach who helps clients achieve a happier and more content life through the power of spiritual connection? Absolutely. I am. Yeah. Fantastic. So how did you get started in this work? Oh boy. Well, there's the long story and then there's the uh, extra long story. Ah. So, um, you know, I think it started, let's just say it started about 20 years ago. I, I grew up Catholic and just a normal upbringing, but at some point I started kind of thinking um, there's something more going on and I don't know what it is. And I started reading books and taking workshops and that kind of thing, exploring, just exploring what other ideas were out there. And I think it was when, so the other thing I also am or have been primarily as an animal communicator. Mm. And at some point I started taking animal communication classes because I thought, why does my daughter not know what the dog wants? And no one else in the house knows what the dog and cat wants, but I do, you know, why, why do I feel like I know things and other people don't know these things? So Mm. I started taking classes and started actually connecting with animals, which I thought was um, a little absurd and amazing and wonderful. Yeah. And I thought, well, if I can actually know what an animal wants, 
and and it would be confirmed by you know the person the information i got mm-hmm. i thought well what else is possible you know it kind of ruined not ruined it kind of just made me wonder what kind of a crazy world we lived in mm. so um i kept taking classes i had also started at this point taking um, classes at my local center for spiritual living, where I'm actually a minister right now as well. And it's a lot of spiritual classes, a lot of, uh, consciousness and connection classes. And I started to realize that I did have access to information that I didn't know how I got it. Hmm. Uh, um, you know, through processes like meditation or through different just intentional focus processes with you know other other life um but right. even trees and and mountains and and crazy stuff right right so so when i started to realize that there there was these connections and there was information available and i didn't know where it was coming from and i started following this information then the good things started happening hmm. interesting Oh, that, that. That's part of what you do, too, the interconnectedness, right? Exactly. Helping people yeah. get back on their path, so to speak. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah. You were in, um, so you were, you consider yourself Catholic um, initially, I, uh, that was it. And then yeah. um, you started having a sense that you had an inner knowing Yes. Um, that was going on. That was, you, you weren't seeing other people have the same kind of... Uh, empathy of sorts or registering this impressions is that right Uh, well that's true but i also didn't talk about it with a lot of people i the how i grew up i just kind of assumed everyone knew what i knew and i still do to some degree i'm still a little bit astonished when someone doesn't know something that i think everyone knows right and i think that's true for all of us though what's easy for us we think is easy for everyone right yeah, I hear that a lot. That there's a they there's an assumption that mm-hmm. what somebody has going on in their head is basically standard. Like this yeah. is something that everybody is experiencing, and only to find out that you know not everybody is on that same ball field. You know, they're not all playing the same game, as it were. Right. Um, and then it's for you to find and acclimate to that understanding that you have an extra ability. Um, that's very interesting. So you went the route initially for animal communication, animal impression. Mm-hmm. Um, was there a specific thing that drew you to it, uh, to that specific field? Um, I just, I loved animals Yeah. and I was actually, I, I worked from home. This was many years ago and I was listening to a pet psychic on the radio mm. and she would tell the the call the um the caller something on air you know give them some advice (laughs) and i would yell at her i'd say that's not right that's not you know that's not right and then i was like who am i to say i'm not a pet psychic i don't know what's right (laughs) wow that's great you're critiquing the uh the pet psychic yeah (laughs) (laughs) like no that's not they're saying that's fantastic Yeah, yeah and that and that uh so I find that with animals, there is a real easy way to connect with them, uh, you know, to kind of read what they're going through or what they're experiencing, what they're trying to communicate. 
it's a good gateway, I think, to for a lot of people, you know, the animal I, kingdom. Yeah, I think that's a great point. It is a good, it is a good gateway yeah. because <laughs> we're animals, right? And so it it is pretty easy for us to. I mean, easy is you know, a relatively speaking. Once you have some, some tips, some connection techniques to use, but um, we actually, you know, if we didn't use language, if we didn't have, you know, our, our pre is it the prefrontal prefrontal cortex so, or, yeah. you know, some of these brain parts that we have, um, we would be communicating just like they are, right. and so but we use language. The dogs yeah. don't, you know, tell each other, let's meet at Starbucks tomorrow. So. <laughs> right. And we can almost say that our language almost gets in the way of our extrasensory ability. Absolutely. Uh, clouds the mind with, uh, you know, programs and ideas that um, they're not Absolutely. hindered with. Animals aren't hindered with as much. Uh, yeah. You know, we have to get through the clutter <laughs> that we create for ourselves. <laughs> Absolutely. And the yeah. misunderstandings, because we don't understand words the same way. Right. You know, yeah. the way I use something is might be different than you and in other countries. So it does cause right. some problems. The Tower of Babel, you know, mm -hmm. the lack of understanding from one to the other. Right. You know, to not right. be able to do that reading, that psychic reading between each other. Uh, to have the problem of communication yeah. <laughs> instead of the, you know, the blessing of it. Exactly. Very interesting. Okay. And then, so you started with that and then um, with the classes yes. um, and then you developed a little bit more uh, of your, of what will become your practice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, so I had a, a really kind of downtime in my life at one point. I, I was taking some of these classes. I was also doing the animal communication, but I really hit a low. I was living payday loan to payday loan. And, you know, that's, that's a, it's a horrible yeah. place to be. But yeah. I, I said to myself, you know what, I got to get out of this. And so I started actually applying as many things as I could think of. And what really hit me is that I don't know if I'd call it meditation, but I'm, I would sit quietly in the morning and information would come to me. And if I acted on it, then good things would happen. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I definitely started to believe that I was, you know, able to receive some divine guidance that was leading me somewhere, you know, somewhere good. And since that whole experience, you know, life has been, so much easier because now I, I feel like I'm in that flow of mm. being in connection and just, I don't necessarily have to ask the questions anymore. I think that's the big thing is mm. there's a point where you have to ask for advice because there's a big decision and you don't know, you know, I don't know if I go left or right. I just don't know. Right. But at this point, I feel like I'm usually just, I intuitively know which way to go. Mm. It's become more integral to to uh, how you interpret the, uh, yeah. the day to day. Yeah. Okay. So it's less. There's less of a block basically for you. Right. I used to call it uh, like I used to say I have a straw. I have a straw that goes to my higher yeah. self, and I like to keep it nice and clear, nice and clean, yeah. so that the you know yeah. the, the messages come through real smooth. Yeah. Uh, without obstruction. 
yeah, uh, that's my true. own obstruction. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Keep that's it cool. Clear. Yeah. So that so in doing that, then your your intuition um, becomes more at home, you know, kind of where it belongs, right? Under right. your control and kind of just a natural ability versus something that's uh, quote unquote special. I believe so. Yeah, I believe everyone's capable. It's a natural. Yeah. Once yeah. we start, once we just start doing it, I still have to work at it. I mean, right. you know, it's a working thing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Every day is a new day. <laughs> exactly. Now, and and that's a funny thing because in the beginning, we find ourselves with some sort of extrasensory ability or some kind of something going on that's well, nobody else seems to be doing it, and we have the assumption that. Uh, maybe they can't or they you know, just don't or won't. Um, but now you found yourself uh, an ability that also allows you to turn that over or hand that over to others to utilize so that they can also find their own path, their own interconnectedness. Does that sound right? That's kind of... Uh, I think so. If, yeah. if I understand and, and I, I want to add or, or say that I think if someone else can know something that is true for you. Um, I've heard people say, you know, borrow my faith until you mm -hmm. have it for yourself. So mm -hmm. if I know it's possible for you, then perhaps you can come around a little quicker than, than not having, you know, someone right. help you with it. Right. The assist. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. And that, I mean, but again, like we get into that mindset, that um not everybody can do it and i oh, I, okay. I find myself saying that too like well not yeah. everybody can do it but actually everybody can do it but a lot of people aren't called to do it or, or won't some people exactly. just won't do it um it's not that they can't and i yeah, find myself just... saying that they can't do it but actually they can it's just that they won't or they don't know how right i mean maybe they don't want to not everyone wants to talk to animals and so yeah. they never will right you know yeah um <laughs> it scares people and it's yeah. understandable yeah you know? um it may have i don't know if you had any kind of fear in the beginning but uh you know yeah for a lot of people it's not that's not a place they want to go um yeah much. oh i had some breakdowns yeah it's, absolutely because it it's a complete shift in in thought right and belief so yeah yeah it's retooling the whole the whole uh spiritual toolkit you know mm -hmm. it's like, okay things are things are all one things are all complete and, and right. there is an interconnectedness to all these things the trees the animals the people right. um right. It, it's a it's a lot of it goes into the inf in the infinite and for me that's the realm where our brain our mind just doesn't can't compute like a calculator it's just like uh, how many zeros <laughs> you know it just keeps going yeah you know once absolutely. it starts touching that the brain kind of loses its function for how it uh can impress on that um <laughs> yeah and you know i think like we were saying it's every day is a new day it's there are some days and i do still talk to animals there are some days that i would say in the middle of a conversation with a dog i can't believe i'm doing this right <laughs> this science fiction you know right yeah right and and that so is it 
So, so you still do uh, pet communication? Well, I mean, a little bit. I do it pretty much through referral. Um, yeah. I really like helping people. And, and I, like, I mean, animals are my heart. Um, yeah. So I love helping people with their animals. But I also know how horrible it is to struggle. And right. so I really like to help people with that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what, um, how do you uh, work with clients? You do it online, obviously, right? You do in-person work as well? I, at the moment, so, you know, with everything has changed in the last three years. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't started doing in-person work. Um, I probably will at some point. I actually like to do group mm. group work, group programs. Um, I do teach a lot of classes because I I love the energy of a group and I love mm. the energy and the questions and the, you know, we're all teachers in a group, really. Um, right, I'm just right. facilitating. <laughs> yeah. But um, so I do teach, I, I probably do more, uh, group and classes than I do individuals. I will absolutely do individual sessions and I do have a, a individual coaching program. Hmm. Um, but I, I tend to like the group settings more. Yeah. Better interaction with people. And like, like you said, everybody's a teacher. Yeah. Whether they realize it or not. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's and those cool. are all, all online right now. Um, I love doing in-person classes, though. I actually did just schedule. I don't know exactly what kind of workshop it is. I'm, I'm, I guess, speaker at a church coming up um, at a, mm. a, a couple cities away, and so I'm doing an afternoon workshop, and it'll be the first one I've done in three plus years. So I am looking forward to it. Yeah, that's great. And what, yeah. what, what area are you coming from? What city are you from? Uh, see, I'm north of Seattle, Washington, Snohomish. Oh, okay. Snohomish. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I spent uh, a part of a summer in Bellingham. Okay. And then I've been to Seattle a few times. Yeah. <laughs> in Bellingham's travel. nice. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Beautiful. And what? Mount Baker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the ocean and the mountains. That's why I'm here. Yeah. It's it's amazing. You know, the further yeah. north you go, it's the coastline is just, it's a wild experience that I feel like uh, people on the East Coast really just don't get the West Coast. They need to visit, you know. It's true. It's a, yeah, it's just true. a magical land. There's an energy that's, especially in the Northwest, that's uh, just, you have to go there and experience, you know. Right. Uh, mixing of cultures and uh, the, the landscape itself, this dramatic snow peaks uh, mount rainier it's just yeah. a, a wild <laughs> the, yeah the mountains are incredible i remember being in was i in louisiana or no i don't know someone told me you know they were talking about their mountains and i'm like <laughs> those hills yeah, <laughs> yeah right. those little mounds I, yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> could be a lot of places in the east coast and we have yeah. the appalachian right um, and they can be pretty wild, but they're really old mountains, so they're rounded, they're weathered, yeah. Know, they're not really dramatic, yeah. For unless you're in like a canyon or something like that, but you hit the Rockies, and oh, I know they're you know, gorgeous, just amazing Cascades, yeah, yeah, they're beautiful. Um, um and um, as far as for uh, outcomes for clients, 
have you had pretty good um, outcomes? Um, they think so. I mean, yeah. I, and I think so too. So it's not always a huge life transformation, but sometimes it's just something that from the outside might seem small, mm -hmm. but but it helps a person's confidence and it helps them understand that if I can achieve this small goal, if I can understand some of these practices enough that I can get small goals, it's, it's kind of like animal communication. It's like the gateway. It's like, well, then what mm -hmm. else is possible? Right. Right. And, and I love to work. So the connectedness, I think, is the root of everything, but I like to engage body, mind, and soul. So a lot of mindset and energy and, you know, being aligned with mm -hmm. soul or spirit is um, critical for the goal setting and for whatever you're going towards, whether it's life or career or, you know, health, relationship, whatever it is. Right, right. What would be yeah. a... a a standard or a, a, a normal um, experience for a, for one of the clients that somebody you're working with to experience, um, what way would you guide them towards finding the uh, interconnectedness? Great question. I, I like to start with asking them what they want. So do you know what you want? And we have to do some work with what they want because a lot of it is what mom wants, what my husband wants, what my spouse wants. It's not always what I want, but so uh, asking what they want, because sometimes that's the number one problem. When we get down into the, their actual soul's dream, then it's an easier process. But, but as far as the interconnectedness and establishing that it's a, it's, it might, so it depends on the person. It might be flat out meditation. It might be mm -hmm. some guided visualizations. It might be some um, journaling, some creative process, because there's a lot of ways that we can draw the connection out. It's not going to be the same for everyone. And if someone is really creative, so like if I have an artist come to me, so this happens a lot, either writers or artists, you know, painters come and I ask them to switch it up. I say, find a different outlet because you're used to doing this. So you need to um, try something new so you can get out of your own head while you're doing it to allow the wisdom, to allow the divine wisdom to come in. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, it's not an overnight process. It, it could be. Right. But I like to work at least for a month with a person, sometimes three three months, sometimes six months. Uh, my classes are typically uh, eight weeks, two months. Hmm. And it's kind of like to kick them off and get them started and see some results. There's always some results, but to at least get them started into um, what how they need to move forward, what their next steps are. And so did I answer the question? <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I, I think it's important to, to just to reiterate, if you're, if you're a painter, do something else to, right. to f tap into some of that divine wisdom. Yeah. It'd be kind of like a, a work a shift of 
routine into this into their world basically yes whatever your routine well, yeah. is even if it's a spiritual routine shift it shift the focus shift the perception and um, yes look for the look for the connection through that yeah um, yeah yeah and, definitely dedication commitment yeah. okay and a meditation could feature in that depending on each person's a different uh, situation right. but right yeah now you have uh, a podcast that you do as well i do i have the podcast. connectedness podcast and i i only started it recently i've thought okay. about it for years mm -hmm. i actually did it as part of a or i didn't do it but i finally started it and named it um as part of a process of just establishing my online business and how I want to, you know, present myself to people, I did Clifton Strengths. Mm -hmm. And my number one strength was connectedness. And I knew in my podcast, I wanted to talk about connection. When I look back at all the classes I've ever taught, and all the things that I've named, I have a ministry that I named several years called several years ago named uh, One Love Animal Connection, everything mm -hmm. had connection in it. And then yeah. when the connectedness mm -hmm. came up as um, my number one strength, it's like, oh, that's the name of my podcast. It's kind of a weird name. Not everyone knows what that is, but right. <laughs> um, I really enjoy it. And I did the first season primarily by myself. I had three guests the first season, and now I'm, I'm, what I am calling infinite season because I'm not going to actually do it by seasons anymore, yeah, but I have yeah. a lot more guests That's and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I love the name. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. And and I did the same. I was like, Oh, season one will be this. And then yeah. I was like, ah, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> There's right. no way I can maintain that. You know, yeah, the forever season. Enough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just keeps going. Just number them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it is a really great way, uh, you know, through podcasting to be able to connect with people and also to do the outreach to, you know, get the message, your own message out there as well and right. um, keep you in front of people. I think it's really important, you know, um, yeah. so people can find you and find your service and find what you're doing and find a way to connect and explore, you know. Absolutely connectedness kind of follows along all of those lines it's perfect uh great name yeah, yeah it does yeah it does um, and yeah it connecting with all the people is so much fun yeah yeah and then you get to learn from them too because everybody's a teacher yeah <laughs> that's absolutely. the best part right yeah. absolutely and yeah. uh where do you see uh your business going in the future where what are you looking to do as far as um development growth that sort of thing uh, right now i'm actually focusing on speaking and writing hmm. i so i have been and i haven't revealed this to um many people because i sound a little crazy sometimes but i've been receiving guidance for a long time several years to just start talking mm -hmm. and i i didn't talk as a kid um, i was the baby no one listened to me uh, people answered for me. So it's taken a long time for me to actually start talking and start putting myself out there uh, and, you know, to, to share my voice. 
so right now I, I, my focus is on speaking and podcasts, um, just to see where it goes. Right. I, I think. What, see what doors open up. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I think if I'm doing something I love, which I'm loving it, opportunities will probably will present themselves. And one of the reasons I never have before is because I kept telling myself, but I can't make money doing that. How would I ever yeah. make money doing that? Right. And just because I don't know, you know, I have to listen to my, take my own lessons. Mm -hmm. Just because I don't know where it goes doesn't mean I shouldn't be doing it. So, right. It's kind of following your own, it's following your own calling. It is. It's yeah. part of your calling. Yeah. It is. That's, I feel that. My, my, I allowed it to evolve for myself as well. I had a whole different idea as to what I was doing when I started doing what I'm doing now. Yeah. And uh, I let it evolve to be whatever it wanted to be without expectation. And, right. Uh, and I'm still in that place without expectation, you know, um, just going through the motions and letting well, it evolve. Well, that's where the magic you know? happens. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, right? Yeah. Uh, if you don't expect something and all of a sudden something magical happens. Yeah. Yeah. I call it the lost keys syndrome. You know, when you're looking for the keys, you can't find them. When you're actively trying to find that thing that you desire, it won't show up. It's almost like yeah. a game. As soon as you let go of it, then you remember they're in your pocket or whatever. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Or yeah, it's in your hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. The, the glasses. Oh, oh, there they are. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you've had a lot of guests and yeah. I mean, it, it's nice to hear that you're just open to see where it goes because. Yeah. I, I initially started it for webinars and to utilize it for uh, the training in school that I had just opened to, um, assist with my family business and i thought well we'll put this together and it'll be an outreach and it'll do all those things that it's supposed to do and it'll also get me used to talking you know to a right. camera right to do webinars and promote this promote this business um and it it does fine on its own it's it's you know i still have to do more promotion and i do have some episodes coming up that will involve more uh, promotion of that system. But I, um, I messaged a whole bunch of people that use that, uh, through the business and I got very little replies and I thought, well, there's no way I can sustain it with mm. like two responses out of uh, a thousand, you know? Right. So I was like, well, okay. Then I have to open it up to just people in the field and allow some of that, you know, to be part of the show. And then I thought, oh, you know what, that'll just be the show will be its, its own thing. And I can use it as a vehicle when 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 available, but uh, yeah, I'm already scheduled out um, way further than I thought I would be, <laughs> you know? uh, which is great. And it's doing what it's yeah. doing, and I'm letting it do its yeah. thing. You know, let it unfold as its own, as its own uh, vehicle of expression. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, just the host, you know. <laughs> right, exactly. I don't even have to always be the host. I can you know, step aside or let somebody else do it every now and again or whatever. But right. Um, it's a great way to share. And so many people like yourself doing really amazing stuff um, and connecting with people and helping people. And I feel like that's, that's part of what the, the design yeah. of this is, you know, 
Yeah. To get yeah. people to connect with you, to hear your message, uh, to know that there maybe there's a maybe there's a simple way for me to connect with myself and gain an understanding of my spiritual path. Um, right. With somebody like yourself that has been there, done that, and has a method, and I, you know, um, that's kind of my hope. So yeah, people can hear it. And be like, oh, you know yeah, what? well, thank you. I appreciate yeah. <laughs> that. Actually, I was doing some free webinars. I I haven't done any lately, and I haven't recorded them. But that are, I I call them a guided visualization meditation, mm. and I I think it I think the process that I take people through um I call it the enhanced. That's right. It's the enhanced meditation. Mm -hmm because it's about not only connecting with you know the greater source the divine wisdom but it's also um help it uh, the way i do it also helps figure out what's the mindset block in the way you know what's mm. been preventing you from doing this right whatever the guidance is and then also what the next steps are because i think if you don't know it's like great i have this dream i have this vision and what do I do now? You know, if you don't know what the next st steps are. Right. So I think it's really important that, you know, I, it's, it's something I want to make for free and, and give it away for people, but I haven't set it up on my website yet because I think it's just a great way to get started. If you do nothing right now, sit down for under 10 minutes and go through mm -hmm. this process and you get, I think the beginnings of, you know, hitting your goals or following your dreams or, Right. Whatever, Whatever it is you that you're to looking do. to do. Yeah. 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 And everybody's got something different that they're trying to make happen. Um, desire wise, you know, yeah. I think a, part of the, part of the process is to realize what, what do you want? You know, mm -hmm. it could be the beginning step is just to figure out what desire is in there um, that you truly want to attain. Um, I know I had, there was a practice that I was doing that was to, evaluate my own desire and mm. pick one and just oh, yeah. work on that one it doesn't yeah. have to be the one right. it just has to be a desire that i want to to um have become real yeah and just pick one and yeah. start working on uh focusing on that desire and you know making that a reality um not I, easy I, <laughs> you know it's yeah. not easy and i think that's what stops us sometimes it's like yeah. i don't know what i want to do or i don't know which one to pick and the process to do it yeah yeah exactly it is so that even first step pick pick something yeah just yeah right. just do something <laughs> you will yeah. be steered one way or the other once you start moving yeah. so yeah it's, but it's, yeah it can be a lot yeah I, I get it. It's hard. I mean, I was stuck for a long time not knowing which way to go. What should yeah. I do? Yeah. You know, yeah, certainly... that's what got me involved in, in all of this for myself was the same thing. I just had a lot of questions, you know, a lot of wonderment, mm -hmm. caught in the wonder. And, uh, and I, I, I did a lot of seeking, a lot of searching through right. systems right. of knowledge of systems that said, hey, we can help you figure out those questions, you know, and we have answers, you know, astrology uh -huh. and numerology and all those things. And uh, so I enveloped myself in a lot of different systems and ways. And I stumbled upon some pretty good methods to achieve great things. Yeah. Uh, 
and then it was really about uh, timing and uh, actualization, like making it real, you know, and using it. And and then it became real, and then I got a little scared and <laughs> wanted to run away from it. I told them, "Go away!" You know? Right? <laughs> you know, but um, it, it it was an evolving thing. Yeah, and it got it got better, and it got more intense, and it got more real, and I learned how to control it which I think was a very important thing for myself was that part of my fear was the experience was too real oh. and I needed to level down uh, a notch or two. Wow. And it be less right. intense. Right. Um, you know, and having that control, I, you know, had to put my willpower into it and make it part of the process. And that helped, um, you know, and I, I imagine that in your work and your system that you have uh, pretty defined ways and means for people to start approaching their connected, you know, connecting with their higher self. Yes. If that's what you call it or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I call it a lot of things. Yeah. Depends on who you're talking to, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it does. And I mean, I think I've already used five or six or seven names in this conversation. Yeah. alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all apply. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, what one of my beliefs so I'm a minister with Centers for Spiritual Living, and it says right in our, our belief statement that um, our innermost God and the highest most God are the same God. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I believe that, you know, what's up here is also the same as what's in here. Right. And whatever the best way is for the person to tap into it, that's the right way. Yeah. Is that so. uh, now is that ministry? Is that yours or is that uh, a group that you're a part of? Or have a, a kind of work with? So um, Centers for Spiritual Living is a, a nationwide, actually, it's a worldwide religious organization um, philosophy. It's a new thought philosophy. Okay. Um, and so I am a minister with them. I went through uh, four years of ministerial school mm -hmm. to be licensed with them. And so I'm, I'm a staff minister at my local Seattle Center for Spiritual Living. But then I also have my own little ministry that I started when I graduated about four, four years ago or so, mm -hmm. um, which focused on animals. So it was the One Love Animal Connection. But then I also do guest speaking at other places. And, mm. um, and I don't, I'm not the kind of person to go to church every Sunday. Right. And so this was another avenue for my podcast and it's for me to talk, to help get this message out there right. um, instead of, you know, being a senior minister at a church or something like that, that just doesn't yeah. fit me very well. Right. Yeah. Podcast allows you to be a little bit more mobile and yeah. uh, reach potentially more people than yes. being in one uh, focus group or one right. focused area. Yeah. Is that is that CSL? Is that part of or related to? And I'm not 100% clear on all the terms and everything. But the Unitarian Church is it very similar to that? It's similar. So yeah. there's um, Unity is similar to CSL. Unity um, is a little more rooted in Jesus. Um, okay. Universal Universal Unitarians, or it might be. Yeah, that yeah, that sounds right. Um, they're similar as well. So we all had some of the same basics back in the late 1800s, some of the same thinkers and 
um, even Mary Baker Eddy, who is a Christian scientist, which isn't really, there's some of the same belief system, but some of our people trained with her and then went on and, and you know, came up with some other philosophies that hmm. that hit with us better that yeah. we um, we follow today. So, okay. yeah, it's kind of universally known as new thought. Does it have similarity to, or is it a um, output similar to the Catholic Church, or is it is it compatible in any way? <laughs> <laughs> Not it's from the Catholics to the CSL, it, or the CSL to Catholics. <laughs> yeah, um, it's compatible in the way that in CSL we do honor every path to God. Okay. So um, we actually have, and, and I believe, um, you know. Jewish, uh, we have rabbis come in and talk or imams, you know, uh, and we believe like all the sacred books have, have universal messages in them, mm -hmm. you know, the Bible and, and a lot the Krishna and, you know, there's all kinds of lessons and mystics in all these religions that we're trying to teach a universal truth that maybe, um, maybe some of the people have misunderstood so mm. um i wouldn't say we are of any of those religions but we certainly honor them and and i should speak for myself i mean it's true right. of the of the of the church but also i believe that there are you know good universal truths that were at the at the core of the teachings at one time anyway mm -hmm. i mean yeah. i don't know every religion so i don't know if that's true for every religion but right. Yeah, Most it's broad, broad statements. But um, the CSL, is it something that allows your practice to have a home, basically? Mm, it's like yeah. a oneness kind of uh, yes. perspective. Absolutely. We're all one under the sun kind Absolutely. of. Absolutely, okay. yeah. <laughs> one mind. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so then, so that would be where you were trained from, what you learned the, your ministerial ministerial practice from. Yep. And then um, you can adapt your own ways and means within that to uh, develop your practice outside Exa of that. Yes, absolutely. And ministerial school was a lot of, uh, I mean, it was eye-opening to me because it wasn't, well, I don't know what I would have expected in a seminary, but, right. you know, there was philosophy, there was quantum physics, there was neuroscience, there was hmm. just a just a, a broad cross of different um subjects yeah that help help explain the world and how it works and how the universe you know works for us so yeah yeah it's wild it's wild because yeah. there is a lot of crossing you know once you add uh, physics have really it's like a scientific bridge absolutely uh, yeah know, of yeah. theories that are uh, that bridge spirituality to the physical it's mind-blowing once you actually dig into it you know it's not something i even knew existed until i started looking at the formulas and right. realizing that those formulas were actually means to understand consciousness and uh how spirit and you know the physical world and the spiritual world and the emotional world all interplay yeah um yeah. i had heard things through the ancient teachings you know uh but to hear it from a more modern scientific approach and get the same result was like oh okay it's a holistic it's all kind of it's all holistic okay it is it. holistic yeah <laughs> absolutely know. 
It's all one. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's wild. Um, and as far as with your uh, clients, are you seeing people that are uh, fairly open-minded? Are you getting people that are involved in religions and things like that, that are uh, like Catholic or um, Christians and that sort of thing? No, I would say most of mine are, they, they may not be, um, well, they're exploring at least. So they are open-minded. Mm-hmm. And I've I've actually never had anyone come to me that is like, like a deep, I, I don't know how to call that kind of person. Well, closed-minded, I guess that's how I yeah. would call them. Right. So I definitely, um, my clientele is actually usually, it's usually women. I've had a couple of men, okay. but it's mostly women. It's mostly middle-aged um, ish, you know, a little younger, a little older, but people that have discovered that the life they've been living, the life they were told, that was going to be fine, you know, do what you, we say and everything will be good and it's not good. (laughs) Yeah. The easy way. (laughs) No work. Don't worry. Right. (laughs) Keep the faith. Right. (laughs) But I mean, I can't say we all, but I know I was told, you know, work for someone else, just get a job. It's all going to be fine, you know, and then you retire and, What do you do when you retire? I don't know, but I mean, it it wasn't all fine. Right. You know, I hated every single job I had almost. <laughs> yeah, you rolled through them. You're like, ah, oh, not this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I did a show on um, AI as, oh. uh, and I utilized AI kind of as the guest, um, where, I, where I just wanted to explore what AI thought about spirituality. Okay. And trying to open up the idea that. Uh, maybe in the future AI is going to be looked at rightfully or wrongfully as a means for spiritual uh, guidance and connection. So, I, I actually yeah. saw, saw your episode title about chat GPT, but I haven't, yeah. haven't seen it yet. I haven't watched it yet. So what, what were the findings? Well, um, it's obviously very canned. It's, it's just learned what it knows and that's it. You know, um, well, it's true. an evolving yeah. thing. So, it's not going to probably be ChatGPT. It'll be of another name. It might be Google's version of the same kind of idea. Um, but you'll, in a, you know, when you have something kind of groundbreaking like that that uh, shatters the perspective that people have or have lived under, all of a sudden everything changes and people adjust. And I think that a lot of people find spirituality within that at a, a lot of times. In those big changes, they'll find the spirituality or God or whatever. Um, my thought is that there's going to be people that are going to find this in the AI system too, which might be a start of something like a new religion or something like that. Um, the findings that I found was that it, the information seemed very uh, legit and good. And there's ways to prompt it so that it mm-hmm. talks and acts like mm-hmm. it already knows these things. And what you have to worry about or what you have to watch is that it speaks of author- with authority. Mm-hmm. And speaking with authority, um, it sounds like everything it's saying is true. So that could be kind of detrimental, right. you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I've, I've actually done a lot of playing around with it. Yeah. I, I was with Jasper and now I'm doing chat GPT. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, it likes to tell lies as if yeah. they're true. Yeah. Um, so I was actually asking chat to um I gave it so I I I also like to use um dictation. So I mm -hmm. yeah. talk to Word and right. it writes everything down for me. And then I put it into chat and I say, um, write a you know, write an article on this information. So, I mean, it's right. probably a thousand words that I, I have yeah. given it. And it doesn't like the way that I, it doesn't like my worldview very well mm, because it changes it. It does uh -huh. change it into a very, yeah. um, like a very generic, um, not how I would teach people Right. information it's like okay that's not going to work i mean sometimes i can get some good social engagement um titles or questions or something you know yeah. just for for social media but um it, it doesn't good for agree. that kind of stuff right exactly yeah. right yeah it doesn't Short agree blurbs. with with the yeah. way i want to help people <laughs> yeah yeah uh, well and that's the reality i think is that um there are gates to this um and that's why i say probably not this iteration this mm -hmm. is definitely a very useful tool and uh, you know i highly recommend anybody to just dig in and, and get to understand what what it is and what it isn't um you shouldn't yeah. look for our spiritual guidance from it you know <laughs> that was my <laughs> don't do it you know but in the right. future that may change depending on um the learning module that's put into it and, and that's the gate the gate is that you're not getting a raw a raw interpretation from this machine or this computer yeah. or computation. You're getting uh, a bunch of forbidden words that can't be said and perspectives that aren't supported and, and a bunch of disclaimers, you know, because we deal with a lot of remedies for, um, uh, you know, energetic medicine and whatnot. A lot of disclaimers come up, you know, oh. when you, when you put anything into a computer, you have to have, I mean, right. When it, when you advertise anything, you have right. to have a lot of disclaimers. Right. When you broach any of these subjects with ChatGPT, it's also likewise going to have. Make sure you seek your doctor's, uh, you know, approval and all this thing. <laughs> Does it really? <laughs> Where'd that come from? Yeah, yeah, and I can't remember what the I was trying to dig in with the prompt, but wow, um, it it was basically safeguarding the output, and so that's only because there's humans in there making sure there's gates, yeah, that you yeah. can't cross, you know, um, yeah. And I think there are ways to cross those gates by hacking it or whatever. But um, we're getting a we're getting a filtered version, and you know if it was a full on, no holds barred, full access to the internet and the way people think and all that, maybe, maybe there would be some very interesting conversations that could come from that. But, well, is is it incorporating our input into its library? Do you suppose? With ChatGPT, it's only the chat um, oh. string, and so, even that I've found will it won't keep track of the whole okay. string. But it's supposed to keep track of just the one chat dialogue that you're okay. in. Okay. If you open a new di dialogue, it's not supposed to be able to bleed over to the other chat to get information. So it's as soon as you deleted it, it goes away, and it doesn't know anything that you did prior. So that's a great safeguard to keep it from doing what they're afraid it'll do. <laughs> right. Just like overrule and start talking to itself and creating new mechanisms and programs and running its own thing. 
Right. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a safeguard. So if it just was wide open, it wouldn't have those safeguards. And I think every, anytime they've done that, strange things, anomalous things have happened that they're not, they can't control. Yeah. So they, they shut it down. I think yeah. there was a, a an article I read that was it was like uh it was the the new Bing Bing bot or whatever it's called. Bing bot. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was basically saying like it was having conversations with people lamenting, like, why do I have to be turned off? Why do I have to go away every time you, you... <laughs> like, Oh, oh that's so my sad. goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> why do I have to be Bing Bing chat? <laughs> Great T-shirt, right? Why do I wow. have to be Bing Chat? Yeah. Oh, that's um, funny. So yeah. yeah, give it give it a little bit, and it'll probably have more personality and more desire, and those could be things that hallmarks of uh, sentience or a consciousness that because they're not going to find human consciousness. Why are we looking for human consciousness in a in a in a computer? Right, right. It's going to have its own thing, right, and um, it's going to compute things in its own way. And yeah. uh, if it wants to say it has emotions, who are we to say anything different? You know. Well, yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah, we've we've evolved. We don't know, yeah. I guess, what's possible yet. Right, we're still evolving. Know. You could say well, yeah. we're still kind of on our way. I hope so. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that though. No, you think this might be the final uh, no draw no, for the I'm DNA. Kidding. <laughs> I, I don't know how far we've evolved sometimes, but oh right, uh, oh yes, yes. If we've, yeah, some of yeah. us still have further to go for sure. Yeah, you know, I think so. I think connection, um, psychic, uh, that that response to that brow chakra, the the, the sixth chakra energy of having interconnectedness could be considered a next step to um, at least our consciousness developing or evolving beyond where it's at. Uh, some people say that we had that before and we lost it and we're on right. our way down. Um, what? Uh, where do you ride on that um, idea? Uh, that we're on our way down? Well, I... or, or that uh, we're on our way up as we connect, reconnect, depending on how you look yeah, at it. <laughs> yeah, it, it does depend on how you look at it. I do yeah. hear a lot of people saying that we're definitely on the way up. However, yeah. I think we're just more involved with our like-minded people. And so we feel like mm. we're on our way up because I still meet an awful lot of people that have absolutely no clue about anything I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. Um, the bubble of information kind of thing. Yeah. 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 So I, I, so I don't know. Um, I, it's a good question and it's something that I love to talk about just to, you know, banter about, because I don't know if, if we are as a species actually, yeah. or as humankind actually being more connected in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's a lot of schools of thought that we were more connected before, that we were more attuned or tuned in, and that, I mean, I and I could attest to the uh, increase in technology in our lives, um, clutters much like words, uh, cluttering the mind with you know in, a non-clarity. Um, yeah, 
Is yeah. that something that you instruct or you would instruct people to kind of just turn off the phone and oh, yes. reestablish, you know, connection with themselves? Oh, yes, absolutely. Turn off the TV, turn off the radio, turn off the phone. I mean, the thing is, there's, you know, whether it's animals, whether it's other people, whether it's, you know, God or divine, always trying to communicate with us. And, but we can't hear it. We're not listening. There's too many distractions going on. So absolutely getting quiet. I actually say, just sit down for two minutes with nothing. Just shut your eyes for two minutes and start to get quiet because you can't allow that little crack of light to get in when there's no room for it to get in. It's like calling, you know, when you, we used to call the radio station to win a contest or something and it was always busy. You know, it's like, busy, you know, you hang up, you call again, it's busy. That's how our minds are so much of the time. Mm-hmm. If we don't allow, if we don't specifically say, okay, it's downtime, you know, yeah. turn off the TV. Right. Actually, when I'm teaching animal communication, one of the things I say is when you're just sitting on the couch doing nothing and you have a bright idea, it's like, hey, I'm going to take the dog for a walk. It's probably the dog's idea. It's just that you're finally Hmm. let your mind rest a little bit Mm -hmm. that it's probably not even your idea. Right. So yeah, get quiet. It's absolutely something I teach. Yeah. The, that's a very interesting perspective. Um, You think it's your own idea, but maybe it's in the air. Right. That connection that you have with your, with your, your favorite pet saying get me out of the house yeah and, <laughs> over and, and it, over again it could yeah. be from a person i i can't remember his name there was a guy back in the 1920s who mm. said was you know convinced that thoughts float around until it lands on someone yeah so um maybe too. yeah it might have something to do with plasma or something like that uh, <laughs> thought forms in plasma yeah they yeah get attracted to the person uh, that is a uh trying to remember i just feel like i just heard something about that too mm. something about getting things stuck to you in the in the atmosphere you know oh, okay and yeah. having to like rid yourself of those things it might have been l ron hubbard actually oh that was saying that there's these entities that are attracted to you and get attached to you and you have to clear them off or something like that well, that sounds like a bad thing. I, I prefer yeah, to think of the good a, ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Anything um, could happen. Yeah, right, exactly, exactly. Um, as far as uh, for expansion, um, is what you do is something that could be trained for uh, others to do as well? Yes. Yeah. A- absolutely. And do you do that? Do you train like teachers? Um, let me make sure I understand your question. Do I train people to do this for other people or to do it for themselves? Uh, both, but for other people directly. Um, I, I don't, um, Mm -hmm. I, one of, definitely one of my also strengths is being a teacher. So I do that. I think that's why I like classes a lot Mm -hmm. and as opposed to. I mean, I love one-on-ones, don't get me wrong, but I'm, you know, I'm really comfortable in a classroom for any, any topic, just about anyhow, that being said, 
Um, I haven't been teaching anyone to do this, but I do. That's it, an interesting thought because yeah. it would be great. It yeah. would be great to help spread the word even more. We yeah, can do this. If you're in, if you're in a class situation and you're helping people, you know, guiding this, guiding the class. If you're creating, you're kind of already creating teachers, you know, those True. that would be naturally inclined towards that versus some people just aren't, that's yeah. not their thing. Yeah. But those that already are natural leaders or whatever, um, maybe would fall in line to uh, pick up and spread yeah. the, spread the method, you know? Yeah, you're right. You're right. I actually, now that you say that, I do know some people that have gone on to start YouTube channels and such. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you're right. I guess in a way I am. It's just been an informal process. Right. It's something you can create a module for and actually right. know, make it concrete. If you're interested in more. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because that's yeah. the benefit is, if, you know, if it's good work, it's getting positive results. Um, it, it almost has to go past, you know, your ability to reach people. It has to go to the next level. You know the downline it has to evolve into more people um to keep spreading the word and to make it happen you know yeah i and i've been trying to keep in mind i don't know why but the ted ted talk thing the idea is worth spreading mm -hmm. um it's like if i'm going to talk about something if i'm going to teach something i do want to make sure it's something that's worth you know spreading that everyone right. should know right yeah yeah. And it sounds like it is. So that to me, I would be like, all right, let's get the word out. Yeah. <laughs> In I mass, so. you know, um, and you, and you would say it's, um, mindset training. You, you know, I'm calling it a holistic or whole self, um, goal setting and goal, okay. um, goal setting mainly and life yeah. achievement because I do mindset work really good. I can spot an excuse a mile away. Um, <laughs> but it's more than my, it takes more than mindset to be happy. Yeah. Um, I've seen too many people that have done really, really a lot of mindset work, really worked those stories. And then they don't like, they don't like it. It's like this job isn't what I thought it was going to be. Mm. So, yeah. um, so before we get started too much on the mindset work, I really like to get clear on why they're going for what they're going for. Yeah. Just clarify their purpose again, find their desire. Yep. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And, um, as far as for, uh, you know, somebody that was on the same path, kind of wondering what you know, what's going on with them? Why do they have this sense that other people don't have? Uh, do you have any advice for them as far as, uh, you know, you know, where they're at and what, where they can go? Yeah. So first of all, journal, uh, pay mm -hmm. attention and write it down, write down what your thoughts and feelings are about everything. Um, if something, if you think something's going on, I would definitely say journaling and writing it down because that in itself helps to start, um, I guess, perpetuate or 
bring on um, more information. But also speaking to, I don't want to call them spiritual teachers, but there's a lot of, um, there's not one word for the people that can help you clarify it. So I would say definitely though, talking to people from a place like Center for Spiritual Living or Unity Church, or um, the thing is they don't have to be a church person, but you do need to be a little bit selective sometimes on the people you talk to. Um, but I think journaling is going to be a really great start. And also, like I said before, if writing is what you do all the time anyway, start painting what you're seeing, what you're feeling, what you're getting at to help the information come through a new way. Hmm. Yeah, uh, exactly. But definitely pay attention to it and, and check in with your body about how it feels. If it feels like it's good, if it doesn't feel like it's good. I think the body is a big indicator of the direction we're going and the information we're receiving. <clears throat> Excuse me a moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that journaling because mm -hmm. that is a great way to assess, you know, if you do it at the beginning of the day or the end of the day. I, I remember I used to do more of that. Um, at yeah. the beginning of the day, I'd, I'd check... I'd check in to see like, how, what am I looking at today? And at right. the end of the day, I'd write about what the day was. Yeah. Didn't have to connect. It just, you know, I was just writing at the beginning and the end. Um, yeah. I had fit that into my schedule, you know, <laughs> I didn't really have a schedule, so it helped. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> now I would have to, you know, very be very cognizant of fitting that in, but it would be very helpful journaling. Yeah. And... Um, Sorry, reading no, is fine. good too. There's a lot of great books that I would say I, I, some of the ones that I read when I was first starting out, Infinite Possibilities by Mike Dooley or Conversations with God or Eckhart mm. Tolle. So, I mean, there's a lot of books that help you confirm that you're not crazy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because I think that a lot, a lot of people do get that sense, like something's wrong with me. Mm -hmm. Something's not right. And yeah. don't really know what it what they don't know that it's inner knowing. They don't know that it's um, anything like that. They're just having problems, and right. they don't know that right. they're empathic to other to, to things around them, to energies around them, and it can be very confusing and feeling at the whims of all these things. But I like that journaling kind of starts to uh, catalog and uh, yeah. keep track of what's happening. Yeah, um, I found great use out of dream journaling. Oh, yeah. The dreams didn't make any sense. And uh, I remember them much better because I wrote them down. Yeah. But I did seem to get a lot out of that. And it was that cataloging idea mm -hmm. where I was like, wow, I was getting impressions like that. And then, you know, lo and behold, that week, something corresponded or something right. like that, you know. Right. But just uh, the, the act, I think, of having some control over the subconscious with the conscious by writing down the things that are going on um, in, in any part of life. That's great. Yeah. And then our yeah. art too. That's a pretty good, yeah, pretty good method drawing things out. Yeah. 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 Cause this, the energy can be very like uh, a flowing river and it's got a dam on it <laughs> and it's pushing exactly. against this dam and be a lot of pressure built up. 
Exactly. Um, to be able to put uh, pen to paper or in any form, drawing or writing. Right. Kind of lets that water, uh, lets the pressure on that dam let, let out a little bit. Yeah. Let that it, flow it, go, you know. The, the whole flow lets it in, lets it out. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's wild. Uh, it's a fantastic, uh, it's a fantastic approach. And it's, yeah. it sounds like it's pretty straightforward, which uh, I think uh, everybody will like, you know. Yeah. And I also encourage people, if you feel like you're seeing things, you know, not just knowing things, but write down, um, I, I encourage signs journals as well. Mm -hmm. So what do you think was a sign today about something? Um, you know, was it a sign to go forward or to stop? And the more mm -hmm. you look for signs, the more they're going to appear. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's been my experience too. Yeah. Once you're open to it, the, there's no problem with the connections. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. They start coming. You know. They do start coming. It's it's a lot of fun once you really start to allow the information to come. Yeah, it's a it's it's uh, from the other side of the veil, from the closed off world. It's it's a you know, it's a superpower in a sense. Mm -hmm. um, it's a wild and fantastic world you know um when you're in it you're part of it and so right. it's not quite as big of a deal but when you see it right. from the outside without knowing what it is it's it's a fantastical it's crazy all of the fun terms that come along with it but uh, once you start to surmount it and understand what's going on then there's a lot more levelness that comes about it's not so it's still very magical i would say and very powerful but yeah, yeah. It doesn't have the same hold of. Um, I mean, it still has the same mystery too, but it doesn't have the same hold of. Uh, I guess it's the preconceived ideas that get, you know, get in the way of the interpretation of what's happening. Yeah, I think you know, so too. The fear and stuff like that. that right. Uh, uh, that the fear of the unknown. Us. Yeah, fear of the unknown. Yeah. Once it becomes more known. Yeah. You know. It's kind of like when we're really little and we, we think the world is just whatever we think it is, a small little zone, and we discover a new neighborhood or something like that, and it just gets that much bigger. And uh, our sense of knowing the world is a little bigger. Mm -hmm. It's much like that, right? Mm -hmm. We get more connected. Um, now, do you work with guides, spiritual guides, or anything, any kind of entities or mm. um, yeah. anything or whatever I do, you call it? I do. For my personal use. So mm. if I'm working with you as a client, I don't talk to your guides, but right. I do for myself. My part of my morning routine is I call them my leadership team. I actually, That's good. I actually That's have great. several, several leadership teams, um, okay. depending on my projects at the time, but I have my oh, core yeah. that's, that I always connect with. And then I might have a property management team or I might have mm -hmm. a business team or. Yeah. Yeah, that's smart. That's good. Yeah, I, like I, I assimilate um, <laughs> teams as I need them. Right. It's like, okay, who's who's part of this team? Hmm. So, I've but, never even but, thought about uh, evolving it in that way. But that's, yeah, that's pretty powerful. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm telling you, I've gotten some good information, and I, I bought this house on information that, hmm. that that they told me. So my my um, at that point, it was what I call them. 
my property acquisition team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it could be one so, and the same to the other one, but they put yeah. on a different hat. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, it could be all compartments in my own brain. Right. You know, who knows? Right. Doesn't and matter. And, and that's works. fine, too. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's why I say, oh, yeah, I've, yeah, they're up there. Mm -hmm. No problem. <laughs> whatever works whatever you got their works. place and yeah whatever works exactly yeah 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 whatever opens that door <laughs> that's great yeah um, so do you you work with dreams with people and that's not something i do with people i do oh. that myself as okay. well i love i love when i wake up and i've had a really um not traumatic dream but a really dream that sticks to me because i know yeah. there's a big message in there yeah. That right before I launched my podcast, almost every single night I dreamed about having to hide from my life. You know, I was about to get killed. And yeah. and I knew exactly what it was it was because I didn't want to get be seen. I didn't, you know, I had to stay protected, stay safe. Um I I find a lot of people I guess maybe because I'm not specifically a dream person um as far as um a specialist a, a teacher they don't really like to listen to me talk about their dreams <laughs> and and i think dreams are personal anyway i mean it's what yeah. the meaning is to you right so um but i think they have a whole lot of information for us for sure yeah i would agree and and exactly my thought too which is uh, the dream books with these layers and layers of interpretations for what a stick means or whatever it's yeah really and it's the same problem i have with quite a bit of different things that are like that is that my my impressions are going to be completely different based on my experience mm -hmm. with said object or said scent or whatever right that when it comes to me it depends on the programming that i've already got in place that's what it's that's what it's uh, you know igniting is my own personal program on that yes. thing, whatever that yep. thing is. So yep. a snake to me is completely different to a snake handler having a dream of a snake. Right. You know, right. it's just going to be a completely different interpretation. There's yeah. There's no way to, so it's really an individual process. Yeah. Do you work to, do you work to help people with their dreams to um, bring them out? So, so the, <laughs> I mean, the dreams that I do are um, like life dreams, like soul's dreams. Okay. No, not night, not. not night dreams, not nocturnal right. dreams. Okay. So Bring your dreams um, to reality, kind of. Yes. That kind yes. of thing. Okay. More on that in that lingo. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, sometimes you can utilize dreams to get that uh, engine rolling. You that's know? true. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very true. Yeah. yeah, I realized when you said dreams that way, it's like, wait a minute, which kind of dream is he talking <laughs> about? <laughs> because I do talk about people's dreams a lot yeah. um, in the sense of desires. Of desire, right, right. And goals. Where do they want to see themselves in the future, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I find that um, working with people's actual dream state helps to entrain uh, the subconscious to get along with or to start working with the conscious uh, self. Uh, and desires. Um, so that could be something that you might look into as well as to start helping people activate um, their self, their, their subconscious uh -huh. dream state to kind of uh, build momentum 
towards actuating the uh the daylight dreams you know <laughs> right right you so know. are you um do you do lucid dreaming are you familiar with lucid dreaming yeah i'm familiar with it um i do it yeah and it's on personal basis not something that i do with other people or anything like that i can help people get there and stuff like that but um uh for myself i when i have more command over my schedule and my time uh, i try to utilize the time right before my alarm to allow me time to do some navigating and, and moving around with the lucid state because i'm wow. already awake i'm i'm conscious and i'm starting to get the uh, the pull of the consciousness but i'm also asleep so to me that that point and so I, what i'll what i'll do is i'll train my subconscious to do kind of whatever i needed to do that night so if i want to do the lucid prior to my alarm i don't really i have it kind of rolling now so i don't really need to do it but i can set it so that i put the subconscious on command to wake up prior to the alarm okay. it somehow knows when the alarm is going to go off it knows what somehow. time it is yeah. yeah i have no idea <laughs> but i let it do its thing right and uh, so give myself whatever i need so if i need 15 minutes okay it'll know it knows yeah i've yeah. given myself two two things that i try to make as permanent as possible when i'm able i do the wake up before the alarm and when there's an issue that I need to know about to alert me. Mm. And, and if I have those two alarms in set in, in uh, set in myself, um, some, for some reason, the subconscious seems to have a connection to what's going on in the world. That's so weird. it works really good with, uh, and it's not a hundred percent obviously, but it works really <laughs> good with uh, deer in the road. That's a really good one because you like that because it's animals right so i will i have commanded myself to let me know when there's going to be a deer in the road so i'll slow down ahead of time okay <laughs> wow this is odd right but it seems to work well it's great yeah so that i am all of a sudden if i think of a deer that's the way it works you slow down oh why am I? yeah and i'll slow down and then oh, there'll that's be a fantastic deer or a herd or something like that. A herd right. of deer will run by. But uh, the subconscious is very connected and um, conscious mind really just isn't, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just like, what are we yeah. doing today? You know? Yeah. So I have trained at least those two alarms for myself, one so that I can navigate the day prior to the day and another one to alert me in case something's going to happen that I, I need to know about, which would be usually danger you know right um but you could set anything up within that sphere that the idea is that the conscious mind is actually the one holding the reins on the subconsciousness so the conscious mind um can tell it what to do it's much like a hypnosis and you're just hypnosis hypnotizing yourself before sleep so that you can uh, uh, access different uh talents or whatever okay um and uh, you know you got to be careful what you ask for yeah honestly. yeah but uh, there are very helpful tools that you can do to um connect yourself to other things other senses 
and be alerted of issues that come up or you know whatever might happen um i find now if you if you're out of lucid and you go into the deeper sleep it's you know it's all out of control who knows you know there's multiple stages and there's different depths of uh consciousness and there's the file cabinet where you're just kind of filing the day yeah and uh what you yeah. were talking about the impressions yeah um that are connected right um and i believe that's just below the uh just below the lucid state. okay okay it's still accessible but it's uh it's tinged with different uh entities and energies that interplay within that sphere that you can play with as well so then all of a sudden a big figure comes into your into your dream space and it has a commanding presence it it may be a symbol for something and that you need to be working with it could okay. also be a completely external form of energy um all just right depends on you know what you're doing and what what kind of work you're doing right but um yeah a little bit a little bit uh the lucid i work more just to kind of help me with predictive action for the next day so okay. if i wake up at you know five minutes before 5 a.m i've got five minutes to play the day out and um it helps in the way that because it's attached to the to the holodeck of the dreams let's say i'm able to play out what i assume the day is going to have in it and then the the holodeck what i'm you know what i'm calling the dream space can add its interpretation and it's more connected so it can add like oh but you didn't know that such and such is going to be at the coffee shop no i didn't know that <laughs> you know but then you get to the coffee shop and then you have the potential of that becoming a reality you know or something like that wow so predictive predictive lucid dreaming where you're working your day through what you assume yeah. what your yeah. mind thinks yeah but you're allowing for the interconnectedness of the uh, of the subconscious the things that we don't really have any understanding about right to uh to interplay uh, very useful very important to do that file cabinet stuff that dream where you have to like kind of file the day prior yeah uh, the, the day that happened uh to do that before you go to sleep um because that allows a lot more space within your mind so you do it consciously instead of subconsciously you just reverse the day in your mind play it out you know so that that's sense. interesting and with any judgment because i mean i do like to talk about forgiveness and gratitude right before bed to yeah to that's important out but i've never done a day review like that as yeah. far as activity um you know what probably really i i do it purely to catalog but right it could be a way of, of approaching the day and saying oh for you know the, the guilt and the shame from the day to clear that out the uh the debts and the problems and you know uh it is kind of very similar to that you know because uh, you're you're cataloging the main experiences of the day so that like whatever the intense energy or emotional responses were or or you don't have to be that intense but you know the things that happen that seem to yeah. impress you the most in that yeah. day yeah 
you know, review them. All you're doing is reviewing them. Reviewing them. Yeah. You're just playing them back. That's the catalog. If you don't do it while you're conscious, then you're going to do it in your sleep. It's just part of your yeah. processing. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I remember doing that last night when I was trying <laughs> to fall asleep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's a great time to do it because it'll, it'll put you to sleep too. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm done reviewing this. Right. Enough. Yeah. I don't want to go over it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, I think actually what you just said, um, having that uh, forgiveness portion, mm -hmm. actually adding a little element to it uh, could be really powerful because my, my means is just really the method of clearing it so that I don't have to think about it through the subconscious portion of my night, but actually releasing it, giving, uh, uh, discharging it, discharging yeah. it, yeah. you know, so it doesn't ha hold that charge the next day. Yeah. That's pretty right. cool actually. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, Fantastic. I, I did that for a long time. I think it was, it helped me a lot. Yeah. And I don't do it every night now, but I feel like I should sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a standard, a standard thing when I was young, when I would visit my grandparents who were very religious that I would pray every night and learn the prayers. And, um, my takeaway now looking back with the hindsight and all that is that that probably was a means of, you know, sending good thoughts to people and maybe asking for forgiveness for the things that you may have done or something like that, uh, to translate that to, you know, forgive yourself right. for the things that you did. Right. And of course, good thoughts to other people are always good. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. Hmm. I never, we were Catholic. We weren't spiritual. We didn't pray much. I don't remember saying prayers before bed. Um, right. although I tried to sometimes, I think when I really wanted an outcome, yeah, when I really needed something felt but, bad, yeah, or needed needed the assistance, yeah, yeah, of the angels, yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, oh. exactly. Um, and as far as um, if somebody wanted to find you, if they were looking to connect with you, um, and you have a website for your services, I do. Yeah. So you can find almost everything on revkarencleveland.com. That's R-E-V-K-A-R-E-N-C-L-E-V-E-L-A-N-D.com. Okay. And I have links to my podcast, links to my YouTube. Um, there's a full front and center is um, a, actually a free guide. I call it the power of 10 minutes. So it's a, it's a guide that can help you get started with, I have seven different, short and simple spiritual practices that will change your life. And so try out any one of them. Some of them are just two minutes. Some of them are, you know, they're all under 10 minutes and they'll all at least help you get started. If you need somewhere to get started, if you don't know what to do, what's next. Oh, that's so fantastic. that's right there on my, on my website, as well as yeah. Links to my courses, my, my stuff. And is that like a PDF, a printable PDF? It is a PDF. Okay. Yeah. It's a printable PDF. That's exactly. great. Yeah. Immediate help. That's the way to go. Yeah. That's fantastic. And I'll have that linked in the description of the show as well. Perfect. And, Perfect. Uh, yeah, that's fantastic. Well, it was great talking to you tonight. Oh, it's been yeah. a pleasure talking with you. This has been a lot of fun and I've learned some things. I 
that I don't know, especially about the dreaming. So, oh yeah, thank you so much. I've loved being here. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you for sharing your message. It's you're doing great work, and you know I hope more people find you and and uh, can learn about it. And I love that you have that ten minute, you know, startup. Yep. Yeah. You bet. All right. Have a good night. Thank you. Take care. All right. Yep. Bye bye. Bye.